Welcome to Zazlo Show 2.0, presented from day one by Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys. You're dealing with any kind of accident, any personal injury, slip and fall, motorcycle, car accident, bike. Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys, 800 747 free. That's 800 747 3733. Title sponsors from day number one. No. Before day number one of Zaslow Show 2.0, my guys Mark Anajar, Glenn Levine, Ellie Anajar, they believe in me. If you're listening to the show right now and you're dealing with any kind of personal injury, I'm sending you to my friends, Anajar and Levine, accident attorneys. You don't have to deal with the insurance companies. You don't have to deal with the medical bills. You need to focus on getting right. That's where they come in. They handle all the stuff that you don't want to be bothered with. You need to make sure you're getting healthy and they're going to make sure you're getting the money that you deserve. Anna Jar and Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. Proud title sponsors of Zaslow Show 2.0. Hey, if you've been searching for a refreshing beer that feels like you're back in the Caribbean, well, search no more. Proud sponsor of Zaslow Show 2.0, Johnny Cuba. It's a lifestyle. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul, a refreshing German lager in a can. That's right. Pick up a six-pack of Johnny Cuba, Sedano's, Presidente, Winn-Dixie. Got great six-pack deals going on right now. You got... Hot sauce, that's right, made from selected Caribbean habanero peppers. You know your boy Zazlo loves the hot sauce. Go pick up some Caribbean soul in a can. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo. If you're a homeowner, you need to make sure you have the proper coverage. And that's why I'm sending you to Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance and Financial Services because we know that if there's, God forbid, an issue with our home, we need to know that we're covered properly. From Pensacola to the Keys and beyond, Brunt Insurance and Financial Services delivers comprehensive insurance and financial solutions tailored to your needs. Since 2013, Brunt Insurance specializes in home and auto insurance. Bruntinsurance.com. You could also check them out on social media at Brunt Insurance. Look, the market's confusing. Let Brunt Insurance sort it all out for you with their fully licensed staff, and they know the area. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance to make sure that they're covered, and that's why I'm sending you to them as well. Bruntinsurance.com. 954-589-2204. Welcome aboard. This is Zazlo Show 2.0. Welcome to Zazlo Show 2.0, presented from day one by Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys. You're dealing with any kind of accident, any personal injury, slip and fall, motorcycle, car accident, bike, Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE, 
That's 800-747-3733. Title sponsors from day number one. No, before day number one of Zaslow Show 2.0. My guys, Mark Anajar, Glenn Levine, Ellie Anajar. They believe in me. If you're listening to the show right now and you're dealing with any kind of personal injury, I'm sending you to my friends, Anajar and Levine, accident attorneys. You don't have to deal with the insurance companies. You don't have to deal with the medical bills. You need to focus on getting right. That's where they come in. They handle all the stuff that you don't want to be bothered with. You need to make sure you're getting healthy, and they're going to make sure you're getting the money that you deserve. Anajar and Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. Proud title sponsors of Zaslow Show 2.0. Hey, if you've been searching for a refreshing beer that feels like you're back in the Caribbean, well, search no more. Proud sponsor of Zaslow Show 2.0, Johnny Cuba. It's a lifestyle. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul, a refreshing German lager in a can. That's right. Pick up a six-pack of Johnny Cuba, Sedanos, Presidente, Winn-Dixie. Got great six-pack deals going on right now. You got hot sauce, that's right, made from selected Caribbean habanero peppers. You know your boy Zaslow loves the hot sauce. Go pick up some Caribbean soul in a can. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo. If you're a homeowner, you need to make sure you have the proper coverage. And that's why I'm sending you to Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance and Financial Services because we know that if there's, God forbid, an issue with our home, we need to know that we're covered properly. From Pensacola to the Keys and beyond, Brunt Insurance and Financial Services delivers comprehensive insurance and financial solutions tailored to your needs. Since 2013, Brunt Insurance specializes in home and auto insurance. Bruntinsurance.com. You could also check them out on social media at Brunt Insurance. Look, the market's confusing. Let Brunt Insurance sort it all out for you with their fully licensed staff and they know the area. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance to make sure that they're covered, and that's why I'm sending you to them as well. Bruntinsurance.com, 954-589-2204. Welcome aboard. This is Zaslow Show 2.0. Welcome, Zaslow Show 2.0. It is a Thursday, the 9th of February. Good to have you aboard we are a Blue Wire podcast. Appreciate everybody hanging out with us. Zaslow Show 2.0, always presented by our pals at Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys. 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. Our title sponsor from day number one. And man, did you wake up to some news today. I woke up this morning. My son was already at school. You know, he's got his phone. He he's, he's sneaking it out, obviously, in the middle of class, homeroom, whatever. Or I, I think he has prayer first thing in the morning. He goes to a Jewish school. And the first thing he sends out to me is K- KD to the sons. So that's what I wake up to this morning. I, I, I roll over to my side. 
I pick up my phone, and the very first thing it says, KD to the Suns. Holy shit. That's how we're going to start the day today, huh? That's that's the kind of day we're going to have? Okay. All right. I see you. I see you Thursday, February 9th. Now, the NBA trade deadline is this afternoon, 3 p.m. So depending on when you're listening to Zaslow Show 2.0 today, I don't know exactly where we're going to be at. Have the Heat traded for Giannis Antetokounmpo before, you know, when you're listening to this. And I haven't quite gotten that news yet because you're listening in the future. I don't know. So you'll have to excuse me if that ends up being the situation. So today we're hoping it's going to be a big news day. We're several hours away now from the NBA trade deadline, which is now dominating all of the headlines. The Super Bowl is in three days. And the NBA trade deadline is dominating everything. So last night, we had a fun show today, by the way. We're going to talk to our pal Heat TV color analyst, John Crotty, is going to join the show. We'll talk about the Heat game last night. Also want to get a player perspective on what today's like NBA trade deadline. We're also going to talk to SiriusXM NBA Radio's Brian Geltziler. He will join Zaslow Show 2.0 for the very first time. He will make his debut. And we'll talk some NBA trade deadline with him. He and our pal Evan Cohen, 2 to 4 p.m. today on SiriusXM NBA Radio, are doing a draft preview show. Well, not preview. They're doing an NBA trade uh, deadline a draft preview. They're doing an NBA trade deadline show. We did like a Miami Heat NBA trade deadline kind of preview a couple days ago here on Zaslow Show 2.0 with Evan Cohen. Well, Brian Geltziler is hosting with him today on SiriusXM NBA Radio, 2 to 4 p.m., and, and Brian will join us today. So we'll get to him coming up, and we'll do all that good stuff. But last night, the Heat get a win, and, and we'll get to that. Like I said, we're going to talk to Karate. The Heat, I thought it was a good win. 116-111, the Heat are now 30-25. and 25. They're, they're trying to get some separation from that never, number 7 spot. I know the Knicks fan is all super excited about acquiring big-time difference maker Josh Hart. Hopefully the Heat can wind up staving off the Knicks for that number 6 spot in the Eastern Conference right now. The Heat are a couple games back of Cleveland and Brooklyn. So we're going to get to Brooklyn. But first, the first move that was made last night, let's talk about the Los Angeles Lakers. So Lakers... Wolves, Jazz. The Lakers receive Malik Beasley, D'Angelo Russell, and Jared Vanderbilt. Utah receives Russell Westbrook. And a first-round pick. That, that Lakers 2029, no, 2027 first-round pick. Minnesota gets Mike Conley. Mike Conley. So... That's a huge trade last night. Finally, after, you know, it's been talked about for like a year, Russell Westbrook, his time in Los Angeles is done. Westbrook will probably be bought out in Utah. And that leads us to today's Zaslow Show 2.0 poll question. So I put this out last night. Zaslow Show 2.0 poll question. Go to at Zaslow Show on Twitter. You can also hit me up at Zaslow J on Instagram. I'm an influencer. But I love talking to you guys. But hit me up on, on Twitter, at Zaslow Show. And today's Zaslow Show poll question. All right, here we go. If Russell Westbrook is bought out in Utah, likely, are you interested in the Heat picking him up? Now, I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and give you the reasons for the reasons against. I'm not going to sit here and tell you he can't shoot in the Heat's big Achilles heel right now is their three-point shooting, which stunk again last night. We suck from three. And certainly Westbrook doesn't help that. But he, So look at the answers. If Russell Westbrook is bought out in Utah, 
are you interested in the Heat picking him up? All right, and your answers are yes, shake it up, hell no, he sucks. So it, it just goes to show you, like, the reason you would want to pick him up is, yeah, let's just shake things up, shake it up a little bit, you know? So yes, shake it up, or hell no, he sucks. And right now the leader, we got several hundred votes. Right now the leader is with 52% of the votes. It's close. 52% of the vote is saying, hell no, he sucks. So most, not by much, but most of the Zaslow Show 2.0 listener is not interested in the Heat acquiring Russell Westbrook if he is in fact bought out, which I I think you would expect because Utah is only interested in, in collecting the draft picks and they got that 2027 draft pick from the Lakers. So there you have it. Now, you also have some other trades last night. Josh Hart was traded from Portland to New York. All right, let's let's let, let's get crazy, okay? You had Jakob Pertl, who was traded back to the Toronto Raptors. Okay, but the big trade, one of the biggest trades in the history of the NBA. Yeah, that's right. Happened in the middle of the night. Most of us did not see it until we woke up this morning. The Brooklyn Nets have traded Kevin Durant. So what wound up happening over these last few days since the Kyrie Irving trade, you did have Durant behind the scenes telling the net, and he, and he was doing it the right way. He wasn't being a pain in the ass about it. Going behind the scenes saying, look, I think it's time we move on. That's my guess. Or maybe the owner, Joe Sy, was like, I'm effing tired of this team. I'm tired of these guys. It's time for me to take back my franchise. Trade Durant. Get the best offer possible. That may have been the case too. I thought Durant was going to stick it out there this year. So maybe it was totally the owner's call. And he's like, screw it. Let's send him to where he wants to go. Get the best deal you can from Phoenix. Well, the Nets trade Kevin Durant and TJ Warren to the Suns for Mikel Bridges. Really good player. Great defender as well. Cam Johnson. Good ben- really pretty good bench player. Jay Crowder, who's been sitting out the whole year. Nobody really know why, knows why. And four first-round picks. 23, 25, 27, 29. Four first-round picks. I believe they're unprotected. But, you know, the unprotected part. Like, Durant's got three, either two or three more years left on his contract. You know, the 23 and the 25 picks are not going to be good. Who knows? Maybe the 27 and the 29 will. The 23 and the 25 are not going to be good picks. But anyway, four first-round picks they got. The Suns are going to be awesome. Apparently, the Nets are still a team to keep an eye on today. They may still be making moves. The Suns are going to be awesome. It's going to work because Durant is better when he's not the guy. When Durant's not the guy, he's, he's at his best. Durant and Golden State joined a team that was already awesome. He's not the guy. They win championships. Durant's the main guy in Brooklyn. What do they do? One playoff series win. He's not a leader. If he was a leader, he would have gotten Kyrie Irving in line at some point. And now he's going to go to the Phoenix Suns, who are an already established team, who were in the finals just a couple of years ago, and he's being added to a really good core of Chris Paul, Devin Booker, DeAndre Ayton. So how about that? In the offseason, it looked like you would have to trade Aiton to get Durant. Now they keep Aiton. Home run for the Phoenix Suns. Durant's better when he's not the guy. And I don't know how you look at it now. Like, I know Denver is still up there at the top. Memphis, you know, Josh said he's, he's not worried about the West. Oh, okay, okay. 
I don't know how you don't look at it now and without, without any doubt say that the Phoenix Suns are the best team in the Western Conference. Now, I don't normally say things like that because it's normally like, can we see it play out? Can we watch it play a game before we get crazy about it? It's Kevin Durant we're talking about. All-time great player, and that's one of the all-time biggest trades in the history of the league that took place last night. How about the last two nights for the NBA? Two nights ago, LeBron James becomes the all-time leading scorer. Really fun night in the association. Last night, trades galore. And this is Super Bowl week. The last two nights, the NBA is dominating the headlines from the NFL. Good. Take that, NFL. Get out of the way. NFL does whatever they want. They're the king. The NBA's the king the last couple days. And guess what? During Super Bowl week, the NBA's the king. I love it. I love to see it. So, really huge night the last couple nights as far as the NBA goes. A lot of fun. The Suns and Lakers, big winners. I think the Lakers are vastly improved. Now, I don't think the Lakers exactly added like a bunch of winning players, but D'Angelo Russell is going to help them. He's another scorer. Malik Beasley's a scorer as well. He'll come off the bench most likely. And Jared Vanderbilt's a nice little young player. You got to do a win-now move for LeBron. The Western Conference is wide open. I mean, the Lakers are on the outside looking in right now, but you look at the standings as of today in the Western Conference. Give me a moment here. I want to pull it up for the sake of accuracy. So the Lakers right now, yeah, they're 13th in the West, which is shit, but they are... Three games back of number six. And now, and, and they just got better. They get better by a ton. I, I think they did. I think they got a lot better. I think it's, and I'm not, you know, I'm not so big on D'Angelo Russell. Like I told you, I don't think the Heat were going to make that trade because I don't think he's a Heat kind of guy. But Malik Beasley could score. Jared Vanderbilt's a good role player. They added Hashimura a couple weeks ago. Lakers did well. Lakers did well. And and then you got, of course, the major, major trade deadline winner. Really, no matter what happens today, of course, is the Phoenix Suns. I mean, Chris Paul, Devin Booker, DeAndre Ayton, Kevin Durant. What, that, that's a monster four guys right there. Now, let's pivot here. Obviously, we're going to do a lot of Heat trade stuff. I promise. All right? We're, we're keeping an eye on what's going on with the Heat. Kyle Lowry, he sat out last night. He's sitting out tomorrow night as well. And then I guess over the week, uh, is it Sunday? I think Saturday or Sunday, then they have Milwaukee at home as well. Is he sitting out? Is there truth, you think, to what we were told yesterday? Our pal Israel Gutierrez thinks it's quite possible that Kyle Lowry, then he ain't so bad. He's sitting out right now to prevent the Heat from trading him. Is that possible? That's really aggravating if that's the case. I think it's totally possible. I wouldn't put it past this guy. He's been awful. So, what, 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 he's been awful, and now do you think he's going to be awful off the court as well, preventing the Heat from being able to trade him? Would that be such a stretch? No. I don't think that would be such a stretch. Really aggravating the Kyle Lowry situation. I do not believe the Heat are going to be able to trade Kyle Lowry today. I mean, look. The big questions, are the Heat going to pull something off? And it's like it's looking like a no. You see everybody out there making moves. All the teams that have been mentioned over the last week are out there making moves. And the Heat are sitting around doing nothing. Now, I don't think the Heat are sitting around doing nothing. But that's what the Heat fan is saying. The Heat are sitting around doing nothing. It's looking like the Heat are not going to be able to pull anything off. All the teams that need a point guard, teams like the Lakers, 
teams like Minnesota, even teams like the Clippers, who apparently are going to wait on the Russell Westbrook situation and they would like to acquire him via buyout. All the teams that need point guards, e.g. Kyle Lowry. All the NBA shows I'm watching, all the NBA shows I'm listening to, none of them are mentioning Kyle Lowry. None of them. He doesn't exist. Like, he's not on the radar of any of these shows because nobody wants him. He stinks. When talking about all the point guards on the move and all the potential point guards on the move, nobody mentions Kyle Lowry because no one wants him. He's not going anywhere, unfortunately. And Heat fans are going to be mad when the Heat do nothing. We'll circle back to that. Back to the big NBA trades yesterday, the whole huge NBA trade landscape. Look at the Brooklyn Nets now. This, I'm so over this player empowerment garbage. You can't just give everything. You can't hand the keys over to the franchise to the players. They're players. They're not general managers. They're not owners. They don't run the team. The Brooklyn Nets handed over everything to those players. They fired the original coach, Kenny Atkinson. They hired the guy they wanted, Steve Nash. They fired the guy they wanted, fired Steve Nash. They traded away players like Jared Allen, like Karis LeVert, who they wanted out, to bring in guys like DeAndre Jordan, James Harden. Then James Harden's traded. Look, you're left now with Ben Simmons. This team is a disaster. And they're back at square one from several years ago. Because they gave those players everything they wanted. And who gets left holding the bag? Who gets left with their, with, with their you-know-what in their hand? The fans. The fans are the ones who are ultimately screwed. Kevin Durant's not screwed. He got what he wanted. Kyrie Irving's not screwed. He got what he wanted. The Brooklyn Nets are back to being a shit show now. They're going to stink. This player empowerment, they, that team gave everything that Durant and Irving wanted. And what are they left with? Nothing. The fans are left holding the bag. The fans are the ones that now deal with the repercussions. Because you gave in to these players. It's enough of the player empowerment bullshit. Most of these guys are not professional enough. They don't show up. They want to sit out games. They want to rest. They want to sit out back-to-backs. Back-to-backs are inhumane. The NBA player is always complaining. If he's not complaining, he's sitting out games. It's enough of this shit. The fan is the one who ends up hurt. Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, gimme, 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 gimme. The Nets gave them everything. They still want it out. The fans are the ones who are left with their you-know-what in their hand. Stop giving in to everything these players want. If the players want to be empowered, if they want to get what they want, if they want to run the teams, go buy a team. Go buy one. Go buy a team. Go start your own league. You're not the owner. You're a player. You have a contract. You signed it. Show up. Be professional. Play. 
It's enough of this player empowerment garbage. I'm over it. I'm over it. Got to stop allowing it. If the players want to be in control, go buy a team. I mean, I feel bad. Look, the Brooklyn Nets are, I mean, they're, they're a nothing franchise. But, like, I feel bad for the Nets fan. What do they deserve? They didn't deserve this. They didn't deserve any of this. And Kyrie Irving last night, after, uh, after the Mavericks game, he made his debut last night with the Mavericks. Kyrie, every chance he gets now, he's sticking it to the Nets, talking shit about them. It's fine, whatever. Kyrie said last night, after his first year in Brooklyn, he knew he may not want to be there anymore. This guy, for one, is a liar. He constantly lies. Wanted to be in Boston forever, wanted to stay in Boston, he left. Said he would never leave his guy number seven, that's Durant, he left. Said he wanted to stay in Brooklyn for however long, wanted out. When the team was winning, after a stretch that they went 18-2, and two. dude is a huge liar. And you all know, don't even let me get, I'm not even going to get into the apology, okay? He deletes the apology on Instagram to the Jewish people right after he was traded, if that's not a statement. And don't give me a Kyrie, Kyrie trying to pull the whole, I have family members and friends who are Jewish. It's the same thing as saying I have black friends. It's the exact same thing. I can't be an anti-Semite, I have family and friends who are Jewish. It's the same thing as someone calling you racist, you say you can't be racist, you have black friends. It's the exact same thing. He's a piece of shit, that Kyrie Irving. But here's the thing. Kyrie, he, he knew he wanted, he knew Brooklyn wasn't for him long-term after the first year. He's so full of shit, he's such a huge liar. His first year in Brooklyn, Durant didn't even play. Durant was hurt the whole year. He sat out the whole year. So he convinced Durant to come to Brooklyn, and he knew after his first year in Brooklyn he didn't want to be there anymore? Before even playing with Durant? He's a liar. He is a liar, Kyrie Irving. But if you knew you didn't want to be there, why didn't you opt out? Could have opted out this summer. Two reasons. Two reasons why he didn't opt out this summer. Number one, money. He could have went to the Lakers, which is the team he wants to go to. He was not willing to give up $33 million. $39 million is what the Nets were paying him. He would only been able to sign with the Lakers for six. He was not willing to give up the money to go be where he wanted to be. It's always about money with him. That's the first reason he didn't opt out. The second reason, no one wanted him. No one wanted him. Look at what every other big-name player has fetched in return this year. Gobert, five draft picks. Mitchell, four draft picks. Durant, four draft picks. Kyrie Irving, a 2029 first round pick. No one wants it. No one wanted him. No one wanted him. That's why he didn't leave. No one wanted him, and he wasn't willing to give up the money. He's a liar and a phony. Taking shots at the Nets every chance he gets. Hey, listen, Nets, you kind of get what you deserve in that spot. Bringing in that guy, thinking it's going to work, and allowing. Both of those guys to do whatever they want. There's, look, Durant and mostly Kyrie shoulder a lot of blame. The Nets get some blame too. There's no doubt about it. 
The Nets get some blame too. Massive night in the NBA. Massive couple nights in the NBA. Wild. All right, we got a lot of heat stuff to get to. All guests on Zaslow Show 2.0 are brought to us by our beer of choice. Of course, that is Johnny Cuba. Start your evening. Come on, it's Thursday. It's almost Super Bowl weekend. You pick up yourself a six-pack of Johnny Cuba. We're talking European roots of the Caribbean soul. Start with a refreshing German lager in a can. Pick up a six-pack at Sedano's. Presidente, when Dixie, Fresco E. Moss. Remember, you always got to drink responsibly and don't forget Johnny Cuba's mantra, which of course is stay tranquilo. Joining us here is our pal, Heat TV color analyst, John Crotty, here with us. Uh, John, I got a few things I want to get to. I love talking to former players, you know, about a day like today, NBA trade deadline for folks who are listening to the show. Maybe this evening, you know, we're recording this in the morning. So I don't know, maybe the Heat have acquired Steph Curry. And I didn't discuss it with John (laughs) because you're listening in the evening. So you'll have to excuse me, you know. But before we get to that kind of stuff, last night, look, I I think the big takeaway from last night, good win. I think that Indiana team, I know they're six games under. They got good players. The Heat already lost them earlier this year. I like that win last night. But I think the biggest takeaway is – John, this Bam Adebayo is a superstar. He's automatic now every time down the floor. I love it. He's outstanding, Zaz. I love the way he's continued to grow offensively. But being able to make that mid-range jump shot, he makes a lot of what I would call dotted line to free throw line, catch and shoot. That's a tough shot where you can short arm it. You don't always uh, have the ability to step into it cleanly. And he has really mastered that shot. And it, what it does is, like last night against Indiana, he's going against one of the premier shot blockers, a Miles Turner, who's always lurking around the basket. You know, he he's basically uh, just pulling him further and further out away from the rim, and then he can get to the attack game off the dribble. So, you know, he is playing at a, an incredibly high level, and he is he is just about as good a person as you can be. He is an excellent leader uh, for this Uh, Miami Heat team. You know, I pushed back against the narrative in the offseason that Bam needs to expand his game to the three-point line. I don't don't understand this urge to get Bam to shoot threes. I'm glad he did not give into it. Like, I think he kind of teased everyone in the preseason where he shot a couple, but he has not done that at all in the regular season. And my whole thing was, why can't he just improve at the things he's already pretty good at and then just be awesome at those things. And that's what we're seeing. Like, I don't hear anyone now clamoring for Bam to be a three-point shooter. So unnecessary. (laughs) I I totally agree. And it's amazing. You know, he leads the league along with Giannis Antetokounmpo and points in the paint. Yeah. And the reason is, is because he's, he's not just at the rim though. That's the, that's the big difference. And that's the improvement. He's, what uh you know going further out closer to the free free throw line and and that's not easy to do and that's where he's taken the big jump and and really improved but what's wrong with being one of the top two best Nothing. in that area right and what that does is it puts so much pressure on the opposing defense to close the paint and and to focus on bam that it does then opens up that three point line for others who who are actually more geared toward being three-point shooters, right? So I, I completely agree with you. Why why this consistent push for bigger guys who maybe 
aren't as inclined to shoot threes to shoot threes. There are, in my opinion, bad three-point shots. Um, you know, the people who push the metric and the analytics, I think, say there are no bad three-point shots. I think there are. If a guy's a, not a comfortable, uh, low-percentage three-point shooter, that's not a good shot. Get the ball inside, attack the rim, get into that paint, and when you're as, as shooting at such a high percentage like he is in there, let him do his thing. You know, it should open up things for the three-point shooters. Unfortunately, on this team, it doesn't. We stink from out there, John. We're terrible. We stink. We've struggled. We've struggled. And it's been it's been really strange, as because we were number one in the league out of 30 mm-hmm. teams in terms of percentage beyond the arc last year. And that's been one of the great mysteries this year. And uh, we have we were like 26 or 27th in, in percentage this year. And so then you got to, excuse me, you got to, you got to, start looking at the quality of shots you're getting and what's been head scratching is they really look like they're still good open shots meaning the ball's moving the spacing's there and you're getting the ball in in the hands of of guys that are you know consistently been good three-point shooters and the ball just has not gone in yeah it's it's frustrating it's weird uh let's talk a little bit about and then i want to get to some trade stuff with you because man it was a, we all woke up to what was a wild night in the nba last night uh yeah. I, I wasn't awake for any of that stuff we'll get to that in a second here uh but also as far as last night goes uh jimmy butler look uh, another another steady performance from jimmy but I, I think we could agree right that this heat and jimmy jimmy's like an all-time playoff performer but if the heat can get to the playoffs were bam is is essentially their best player that kind of changes the dynamic right yeah it does i mean but i i think having both of them as an attack mentality right i mean i think that's huge and then you add maybe tyler you can get some perimeter shooting and that three-point shooting that i talked about i i think that really is the game changer and that was the difference last night you had five starters in double figures with caleb um in double figures with um, Gabe Vincent filling in for an injured Kyle Lowry with about 18 points and, and making threes. Um, but what Jimmy does is just consistently get to the basket with that right-hand attack drive and the mid-range jump shot and then draw fouls and get to the line. And that's invaluable. I mean, when you're in a possession game, and by that I mean it's a close game, you're, you're basically walking the ball up the floor um, and, and you're going back and forth with the other team in a close game, you can't get an easy run-out basket. Jimmy has that way to manufacture points by drawing fouls. It's it's really important to have at least one guy in your team that can do that, and and Jimmy's just masterful at, at, at being able to get inside and do that. How did you uh, how did you find out about the madness from last night? I mean, I, you know, during your, your game broadcast, you guys – put up the graphic of course with the Lakers and the Wolves and the Jazz and right. I I thought the Lakers were major winners. I thought they did a terrific job and 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 then of course we all wake up this morning and Kevin Durant was was traded to Phoenix. Uh that's obviously a a, a massive win for the Phoenix Suns. Give me some thoughts on the last 24 hours here. Yeah, really surprising. Uh particularly the Brooklyn the Brooklyn stuff and and the reason why to me is um, Kevin Durant in particular. Kevin Durant to me is the single most uh, talented guy that can change your team's fortunes overnight. He he is that player. Not Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant. Um, Kyrie Irving to me has become 
so problematic despite his incredible talent to score the basketball and handle and, and make plays. Um, you know, everything he does takes away from the team and is so distracting. You know, they made their, their run, um, Brooklyn did, um, with him when everything was calm and there was no drama. Um, but this Kevin Durant trade is is big time. This was a rumor, you know, going back um, for the season that, yeah. that he potentially wanted out. And I think the the GM, Sean Marks, and ownership, uh, Joe Sy, were looking to try to just grit their teeth and, and try to get this group healthy and, and moving forward. And it looks like at this point they've just pulled the plug and say, you know what, we're done. This hasn't worked. Um, it's so hard to pull together the the talent that they did. But to me, when you look when you look at that, it's just the, it was just the wrong mix uh, of people. The, the the biggest things as if you were to say, hey, John, how do you build a team? What, what you know, if you could do anything you wanted, how would you build a team? You want to build a team with as much talent, but also character as you can. Guys that are good guys, guys like Bam, that work hard, that come show up, try to play every night. You don't hear about them doing crazy stuff off the court, and they're talented on top of that. And and you know what? It's really hard to find those guys. I mean, you know, sometimes the most talented players, uh, as talented as they are at what they're doing from a playing perspective, you know, have a lot of other issues off the court, and it, it distracts and takes away from the overall team. There's no I in team, but there is one in Indeed, and that's the hiring platform that you need to build yours. When you're hiring, you need Indeed. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's a powerful hiring platform that can help you do it all. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy because Indeed does the hard work for you. They show you the candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your description immediately after you post so you can hire faster. Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash sports. Offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at Indeed.com slash sports. That's Indeed.com slash sports. And support the show by saying that you heard it on this podcast. Indeed.com slash sports. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You know, John, you're not you're not just a former player, but you also did stuff with the union. You were involved in in, in CBA, all that kind of stuff. Um, I, I'm so over the the player empowerment stuff. You know, there there there's a there's a way to go about things where the players can be, you know, essentially partners with the team, but they they don't own the teams. They're they're not the owners and. You, you look at what happened with look, you look at the Nets now. Sean Marks, you know, worked his entire career to get to a place where, you know, he he's the general manager of the Brooklyn Nets, and he had to give in to everything Durant and Kyrie Irving wanted. And look how it all ended up. It, it's going to end up with him winding up being fired. Uh, I, you know, I, I think we've gotten to a place with the player empowerment, John, where it's like the owners eventually need to step in and, and stop allowing the players to run everything. There's got to be a line drawn in the sand here. So um, I always look at things through a player's lens. I yeah. mean, that's really how I look at things, being a former player. And to me, um, I, I can't disagree with you. Um, you know, I, I really feel like players should have the rights to be able to decide where they want to go. They need the flexibility to do that. I was involved with 
collective bargaining negotiations. And that was, you know, a big driver and it, it still is to me, but look, the, these, these guys have got to, to make the money they're making. There's got to be also some accountability of, you know, showing up and playing, which that's why the TV networks are paying what they're paying. And then, and then, you know, just coming in and just being a professional and, and, and doing the work day, day in and day out. And, and, to me, again, I, I think a lot of it's gotten so magnified, Zaz, because of social media um, and the off-the-court stuff. Um, but guys are getting away from from just playing the game and getting distracted by a lot of things off the court. John, were you uh, were you ever traded in season? Uh, I was, I was not traded, but I was. Uh, I had situations where I was let go and had to get picked up by another team. Yeah, so I've done it. It's tough. So- so when you were on a team and we were coming to a day like today, well, it ended up not happening with you. Uh, you know, what's today like? Like, uh, and that now granted cell phone situation was a little bit different when you were playing. Uh, there was no social media, that kind of deal. But what, what was, what was a day like today? Like as a player? It's uh, look, been around it enough to know and, and had my, my own, you know, struggles and issues with trying to figure out where I'm going. It's it, there's so much, anxious you know nervous energy particularly if you're um a, a guy who's constantly being brought up as, as as a potential target um and you know i saw a lot of guys who would be very distracted by it um and, and look rightfully so you're talking about potentially having to pick up and move within 48 hours and, and just completely change your life um so it, it's everyone can say, oh, well, that's part of the business. Well, there's the human element. There's the human element that it, it's really impactful to your, to your life, to your family. And, uh, you know, some, some situations are so bad that I've seen my, you know, teammates that I've been with that are, that are under a lot of pressure or maybe not performing the way they want. And it's like, it's okay. They're, 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 they're ready to go. But there are other people who are like, you know, maybe have ties in the community, have been there a long time. And either due to falling a falling out with management, or maybe a, a salary situation, you know, or or someone um, is going to going to leave that community and, and never really be part of it as a player again. So it's very very hard. It's very very hard. The fan doesn't ever look at it that way. Actually, you know, obviously, right. and and it is very exciting as a fan. I, I get it, you know. And I'm as a broadcaster now. You know, when you see a team's fortunes potentially change overnight due to a move like this it, it's it's very very exciting and it's fun to it's really fun and addictive to, to follow you know uh finally here john and uh and the, the heater for you know folks listening right now heater back in action tomorrow night they're in the middle of this homestand houston rockets tomorrow night it, it's look it's old news but i still find it fascinating where you got all these trade rumors that are out there this team this player that 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 and the heat never managed to allow any information to leak out until the deal actually gets consummated. It's very impressive, John. It is. It's, it's, it's remarkable to be honest with you, because it's so hard to do. And um, there's so many different ways that, that things and information can get out. Uh, but it could be the worst possible thing, right? Because you never want um, something to, to come out. And then all of a sudden it doesn't, it doesn't happen. And now you've wind up alienating, you know, potential guys on your team, right? That you want to be productive players and they feel like you don't appreciate them. So it's, it's really important uh, to have your, you know, communication and your, and your information, you know, proprietary. Yeah. 
Uh, John, excellent job. We'll be watching you on television tomorrow night. We are, uh, like I said, you know, I apologize for folks if you're listening to this here Thursday evening and I didn't ask John about acquiring Damian Lillard. I mean, it's a big deal, but, uh, you know, we didn't know. (laughs) We don't know what's going to happen over the next few hours. So I apologize to everyone. Uh, John, excellent job. We'll be watching tomorrow night, man. Thank you. You got it. Thanks for having me, Zaz. Good job by Karate as always. And again, the Heat are back in action tomorrow night. Heat and Rockets from Miami-Dade Arena. Had fun with that game last night, man. Bam. Oh, my God. Every night now. Every night now, Bam looking like a star. 38 points, 9 rebounds, 12 of 16 from the floor. 14 of 14 from the free throw line. Jimmy, 25 points, 7 assists. Gabe Vincent, 17. It's about 15 more points you would get if Kyle Lowry were out there. So, that's what we're all waiting. Now, maybe saying, Zazzle, how do you not ask Karate about Kyle Lowry? What's he going to say? What's he going to say? He's a team employee. He's on the broadcast. He's part of the travel part. Like, Karate can't come on here today and tell you Lowry sucks. Karate knows Lowry sucks, but he's not going to come on here and tell you he sucks. So there's no real point in me asking him about the Kyle Lowry situation. I'm sorry if that disappoints you, but I'm telling you, he's not going to be able to give you a straight answer. I don't, and I don't want, most importantly, I don't want to put Karate in a pickle. I don't want to put him in a bad spot where. He, he doesn't want to lie, but he doesn't want to say something bad about a guy on the team. Like, it's that's a tough spot for him, so I'm not going to put him in that spot. Now, we got, we got Brian Geltziler, Sirius XM NBA Radio, coming up. I'm going to ask him about what's he hearing about Lowry. Is it possible they can move him? We'll talk about all the trades as well. Now, the the maybe the most interesting thing I thought that came out of last night's game. So, the Heat win. They're 30-25 and 25 now. After the game last night, it's the last game until the trade deadline, right? So after the game, Jimmy Butler's asked about Kyle Lowry and Kyle Lowry rumors. Now, is Lowry sitting out right now because he wants to make things difficult for the Heat in order to try and trade him? Quite possibly. I mean, total dick move, but quite like that's a power move. Quite possibly. I mean, Israel brought that up yesterday on the show. That could be what's happening. Listen to Jimmy Butler, and we've talked about this before where, oh, Jimmy will be so mad if they trade Lowry. I, I think Jimmy would understand, because Jimmy knows he sucks. I think Jimmy would understand if the, he traded Lowry. Look, Lowry's already won a championship. Jimmy is not. And any move the Heat are going to make is going to be to try and get another championship to this organization, which would be Jimmy's first. So I think Jimmy would understand. But also at the same time, the Heat have committed so much money to Jimmy Butler, like, you kind of got like you kind of got to eat that one, Jimmy. You know, if if the Heat decide they want to move on from Lowry, but Jimmy's asked about this after the game, and give this a listen. Uh, tell Kyle you got to control what you can control. Um, that's my guy, and I love him to death. Um, I don't know what's gonna happen, but you know, I love Kyle as an NBA player, as a human being. Um, I want to play with Kyle, but so much is out of my control. Just like so much is out of his control, he can be my guy forever. I want him to be my teammate forever. And um, whatever happens, happens, but that's still going to be my dog. Now, what does that sound like to you? Because to me, that sounds like Jimmy Butler saying he's cool with Kyle Lowry being moved. He's always going to be my guy. I love him. I want to play with him. I love being his teammate. But I understand if the Heat get rid of him because he has stunk and I want the team to get better. Like, that sounds like Jimmy's playing, 
He's making it look good for his friend, that he loves his friend no matter what, and he always wants to play with him. And at the same time, he's telling you there, I don't have control over any of that stuff. I know the team is going to do whatever's best for the team. Uh, To me, that was Jimmy telling everyone, I love Kyle. He's always going to be my friend. If you got to move on from him, I'm good with it. It's okay. That's how that read to me. Now, I don't think they're going to be able to move him. Hopefully, you're listening to Zaslo Show 2.0 later. And like, wow, Zaslow, I'm listening in the future. You don't even know back then that the, he traded Kyle Lowry for Steph Curry. I don't know what's going to wind up happening. But to me, that's Jimmy Butler saying, I'm always going to be good with Kyle Lowry. If they wind up not trading him, hey, that's my guy. I'm good with him staying here. But I understand if the team does trade him. I understand they're trying to get rid of him because he sucks. That to me sounded like Jimmy Butler signing off on things for Kyle Lowry. He's my guy. He's always going to be my guy. But I don't have any control. He doesn't have any control. I'm good. That's how that sounded to me. I thought that was I thought that looked I thought that was a good thing for the Heat last night. Now, as far as the Heat fan go, like Heat fans are going to be really mad today. If they don't do anything, and I don't think they're going to be able to. But if they don't do anything other than give Orlando Robinson a standard contract. Like, they freed up money from trading out Deadman, and now they could convert Orlando Robinson to a standard contract, and, like, that's going to be the only thing they wind up doing. Oh, the Heat fans going to be pissed. They're going to be pissed. I, I also think, like, I think the Heat fan can lack some perspective sometimes. This team was in the finals three years ago. They're not some long-suffering franchise. They were a shot away from returning to the finals last year. You know, it's not like, oh my God, we haven't been to the playoffs in forever. I understand they haven't won a championship in forever. It's been 10 years. That's a long time. It's hard as hell to win championships, man. But I feel like I feel like the Heat fan needs a little bit of perspective here where if they don't wind up making a trade and you're all kinds of pissed, it's not just, again, it's so hard making these trades. You need another team to agree to take Kyle Lowry. Like someone sent me a message last night, damn, Zaslo. I mean, how could the Heat not be able to get in the mix if, if if you see the deal that the Lakers got last night just for Russell Westbrook? How could the Heat not do something like that? Well, let's let's look at it objectively. The Lakers got Malik Beasley, D'Angelo Russell, and Jared Vanderbilt. That totals around $51 million. So the Heat got to send out $51 million or around $51 million in order to make that kind of trade. Trading Lowry and Duncan Robinson still brings you a little bit short of $51 million. So you got to convince a team to take both Lowry and Robinson when no one wants just Lowry. Westbrook, at least, was on the last year of a deal. So teams are willing to take him on. Utah's likely going to buy him out. So why couldn't the Heat make that deal that the Lakers made last night? Number one, I don't think D'Angelo Russell's a Heat kind of guy. But let's say he was. You have to convince a team to take Lowry and Robinson. No one wants just Lowry. So it's... And, but then you could say, oh, the Heat, you know, terrible trade for Lowry, terrible contract for Robinson. And you would be right. I don't think the Robinson one's as bad. But you would be right if you want to make that argument. So it's, it's not like you see all these deals out there. Why couldn't the Heat do that? 
And then on top of it, you know, look, you look at the Durant trade from last night. The Heat couldn't come close. Mikel Bridges, Cam Johnson, forget the Jay Crowder part, but Mikel Bridges and Cam Johnson, unless you throw Tyler Hero in there, you're still not adding up four first-round picks. And by the way, Tyler Hero, you would have to give Hero and Lowry and Robinson because Hero's only making like $8 million this year. His contract doesn't kick in next year. It's got like that poison pill. It's really difficult to make the salaries work with a guy who just signed the extension, which doesn't kick in next year. The Nets have no interest in taking Kyle Lowry and Duncan Robinson, even if it were to net them Tyler Hero. And they got four first-round picks. The Heat only have three. The Heat only have three to trade. 23, 27, 29. Actually, they can't even trade the 27-1 unless they unlock the protections from the 25, which they still owe Oklahoma City. So technically, the Heat only have two first-round picks right now that they could have traded in a Durant deal. The Nets got four. Those trades weren't on the table for the Heat, unfortunately. And unfortunately, no one wants Kyle Lowry. I'm afraid the Heat are going to wind up being stuck. All right. I got to tell you about Briny Irish Pub, though. Briny Irish Pub, Pompano Beach, you know that's my spot. If you're looking for a place to watch the NFL this weekend, you're looking to watch the Super Bowl. See, I can call it the Super Bowl. If I was doing these reads on regular terrestrial radio, I got to call it the big game because the NFL is so greedy and they don't let you call it the Super Bowl. I'll say whatever I want here. The Super Bowl. If you're looking for a place to watch the Super Bowl this weekend, Briny Irish Pub, Papado Beach, world's greatest upscale dive bar. You know I'll watch my NFL games there. Take Atlantic Boulevard all the way to the Atlantic. Park behind the Briny. They don't pay for parking in that other lot. Park behind the Briny. They will validate your tag. You will not have to pay for parking. Live music every night, including tonight, starting at 7 p.m. You got fresh food. You got fresh craft beers on tap as well. Your favorite cocktails. Briny Hour starts at 4. That's happy hour. 4 to 7 p.m. is the Briny Hour. World's greatest upscale dive bar. You know that's my spot. Live music every single night. Briny Irish Pub, Pompano Beach. So we've touched a little bit on the heat. You know, the heat last night, obviously. They get the win against the Pacers. Oh, my God. I love watching Bam every single night. But And, you know, obviously I've given you my thoughts on most of the NBA trade landscape over the last 24 hours. Let's bring aboard here to Zaslow Show 2.0. Brian Geltziler, Sirius XM NBA Radio. You hear him during the day sometimes, on the weekend certainly, with former NBA coach Sam Mitchell. Brian, thanks a lot. You're making your debut here, Zaslow Show 2.0. I appreciate it. And certainly right in the middle of right in the middle of the chaos. How about this? You know, the NFL, the Super Bowl's in three days. The NFL is the king. And these last couple of days, the NBA is really sticking it to the NFL between LeBron and then you got all the trades. Forget about this NFL. The NBA is the king this week. There's no doubt. Listen, between LeBron breaking the record, um, it started really Sunday with the Kyrie Irving trade. He makes a trade demand last Thursday. Irving gets dealt on Sunday relatively quickly based upon the trade demand that he, that he, that he levied. Then you get LeBron breaking Kareem's record on Tuesday night, which is, I mean, a historic moment. And and you got to tip your, whether you like LeBron or you don't like LeBron, he didn't do it as a compiler. He's still one of the top 10 players in the league 
and and it's amazing what he's been able to do to it with his career as a guy that wasn't necessarily considered a pr- primarily a scorer for the balance of his career. So it's absolutely been amazing um, what you've seen with LeBron. And then you get now coming into today's trade deadline, you get Kevin Durant getting dealt, which is just so. Listen, the NBA is taking front and center. I guess as of tomorrow, the Super Bowl can come back into focus. But the NBA's had themselves a week this week yeah. on Super Bowl week, which is real nice. Really cool. Let, let's start with the Laker trade. What did you make of it? Uh, I don't think they got like they didn't get back any like proven winners, but. I think uh, you look at the at the total landscape. I thought the Lakers are looking like a big winner today. What do you think? I'm not. I don't totally agree with you, Jonathan. And this is what I'll say: D'Angelo Russell is one of the worst teammates in the league. Now, price tag wise, did they do okay? They did. You only gave up one of those picks, so you still have a pick in your hip pocket if you want to do something else today. But I have to tell you, Russell, I I'm I'm can't wait to watch Russell try to play with LeBron James and see how that goes. Keep one thing in mind. The Timberwolves traded for D'Angelo Russell. And by the way, one of the worst trades in the history of the sport, yeah. okay, that that kind of falls under the radar after the summer's Gobert trade. But, you know, Wiggins and a lottery pick for D'Angelo Russell, pretty awful. Um, they, but Russell, you know, Carl Anthony Towns wanted him, so they pwned it up for him. Carl Anthony Towns couldn't wait for him to get out of town this time. He had enough of them. Russell wears on everybody. So I'm curious to see this chemistry experiment. Listen, Malik Beasley is a really good three-point shooter, one of the better bench shooters in the league, pretty underrated. Not a lot of people know about him or talk about him. Real good player. And Jared Vanderbilt's on a great contract. He'll help Anthony Davis inside in a big way. Very athletic guy. So they got a couple players here. They didn't do badly from that standpoint. But thinking Russell's going to be a cure a lot of their ills, I'm not sure. The Lakers' chemistry problems don't go away with shipping out Russell Westbrook. There's definitely AD LeBron issues, and you put D'Angelo Russell in this mix. I don't know that that works out all that well either. Patrick Beverly's his own man there. The Lakers are going to be fun to watch. That doesn't mean they're going to be good, Jonathan. You know, it's interesting. You bring up the AD thing, and I mean, I think people are – making a little bit too big a deal out of that picture of Anthony Davis sitting there. He's got the puss on the face. Everyone's excited about LeBron breaking the record. But you're now saying also, and I've heard this as well over the last two days, that there may be a little bit of an issue there between those two guys. Yes? It's not new. Um, I'm going to tell you what the genesis of it was. Last year at the All-Star break, LeBron James did a press conference that pretty much telegraphed his exit out of Los Angeles whenever that ends up happening. And to my understanding, Anthony Davis looked at that with uh, with eyebrows raised. Like, are you kidding, dude? Like, you brought me here to do this. We're supposed to engage in this together. And now you're pretty much willing to leave me here on a team that's bereft of assets and, and go because you want to go play with your son or wherever you're going to want to go. Like, it, you know, LeBron, listen, LeBron is loyal to LeBron. And I have nothing but the utmost respect for who he is as an NBA player. But he's a tough teammate. He's not an easy teammate, which is what makes this whole Russell thing interesting. So Davis the other night, I was not surprised that Davis wasn't necessarily all in on celebrating that moment with LeBron. You know, Anthony, and it's also, I'll say this to you, Jonathan, it's not a coincidence that Anthony Davis's best stretch this season came while LeBron James was injured. Okay, let's not forget that either. I think Davis would be fine to not be with LeBron James. Keep this in mind about Anthony Davis. Won a championship in 2020, 
right? And I'm not, I will never be a guy that says the bubble championship doesn't count. In my book, it counts more. So I, I'm not, I don't play that game. Okay. But he won a championship in 2020. He's one of the top 75 players ever in the league. At this stage of his game, he wants to go somewhere, win, and be happy and feel respected. This LA situation is just—it's—it's it's a mess. It's been a mess, and so I—I just—it's not a wonderful situation there. And it wouldn't surprise me if in this offseason, if the things aren't successful in LA this year, and Anthony Davis is the one that asks out. Really interesting. Let's uh, let's talk about Durant. Uh, I don't know. Were you awake last night? I was not. I woke up to this news. Were you awake last night? I saw it in the morning. Yeah, I woke I up and saw morning. it this morning. I was like, "Wow!" I mean, as I, right. you know, I looked at my phone, I was like, "Wow!" Right, um, right. Yeah, I, you know, it, it, the thing about this Durant thing, and and I think it's important to note this: this was not an angry thing between the Nets and Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant had requested a trade last summer. The Nets were, and he that was an angry thing. The Nets were able to, with the credit, Joe Sy's wife Claire did a great job with this. They were able to heal that and pull that together with Kevin. And part of the word they gave Kevin is that we're going to try it this year. If it's not working, we'll find a place to send you that you're going to want to be. And Kevin took them at their word. So Kevin, when Irving got traded, and Kevin was in the mix the whole time and pretty much said, I don't blame you guys. If he wants to go, send him. He also said to them, if you could find somewhere, if you could get me to Phoenix, not necessarily find somewhere for me to be, but get me to Phoenix where I want to be, keeping in mind that Kevin Durant and Devin Booker spent the entire summer working out together last summer. And some of that had to do with the trade request as well because he wanted to get to Phoenix. So Durant had said to them, if you can get me to Phoenix here, I would appreciate it. If not, we'll go play ball and do the best we can. But the Nets had a concern here, and I think it's important to note this as well. You know, two straight years, Durant had a, had a significant knee injury. If Durant gets hurt again here, doesn't finish the season, are you able to get this kind of value for him? Well, maybe, maybe not. He's 34 years old. So I think the Nets kind of looked at this, and and one of the things that I think fell through the cracks when people are analyzing this trade is how good Mikael Bridges has been this year. Guy's about to become a star. He's kept Phoenix's head above water without Booker. He's been fantastic, best player on their team. So they traded that. You know, and, and again, obviously Booker's a better player, but with Booker out, he was the best player on their team. They traded that player along with a heck of a pick package, and Cam Johnson's a real good young player. Nets did really well here, and I think the Nets took the burden hand approach. The other thing that I think factored into this with the Nets, Kyrie Irving's on a massive PR campaign to trash the Nets yeah. front office anytime that he can. As much as a lot of us in the media and a lot of fans – look at Kyrie Irving and roll our eyes because of what he does and how he handles things. We don't have a lot of personal contact with him. He's really well-respected among players, and he's a dynamic guy that players like a lot. So when Kyrie Irving's out there trashing the Nets, it's not a comfortable position for the Nets. For the Nets to do something here that was really player-friendly, kind of – it, it, it recoups their reputation in the player community, and that's really important. And for the Nets, you know what? You're loaded up on all these picks, Okay. 23 picks not going to be any good. The 25 picks not going to be any good. But we've seen that Sean Marks will find diamonds in the rough late in the draft, whether it's a Jared Allen, Karis LeVert. He's very good at that. Uh, Cam Thomas is yeah. another one now, a, a diamond in the rough late in the draft. But then 27 and 29 are going to be really good ones because Chris Paul's 38 and Kevin Durant's 34. And the Suns aren't going to stay this good. And when Durant and Paul are done, who knows if Booker and Aiton don't go ahead and ask out. And all of a sudden, the Suns got to be the ones that tank and they have another team's picks. You know, the thing for the Nets here, the James Harden deal was a disaster on, on two fronts. It was a disaster when they traded 
for James Harden because of what they had to give up. It was a disaster when they traded James Harden because they didn't get anywhere close to value back. And Ben Simmons is an anchor on, on their salary cap. He's an anchor on their basketball team. He is He's weighing them down. But the Harden deal by 25 is for the most part gone. There's one more swap left in 27. And that's it. So they so they lose their 23 pick and lose their 25 pick with one more swap here. And at that point, they've replaced some of those picks here that let's face it, were probably maybe they're you know five, 10 picks down in the draft than they would have been otherwise. But this is a good way for them to land on their feet here and graduate to the next phase of Brooklyn Met basketball. Plus, they got a whole lot of good young players there. From, you know, the two guys they got from Phoenix here, Bridges and Johnson. Nick Claxton's a candidate for most improved player. Guy's been outstanding. We've seen what Cam Thomas has done. Dorian Finney-Smith is a good player on a good contract. That was a really nice deal. So they've gone out and done a nice job here of, of replacing pieces. I, I think this is a trade that works for both sides. I think it may actually in the end work better for Brooklyn than it does for Phoenix because Phoenix is counting a whole lot on keeping a 34-year-old player and a 38-year-old player healthy enough through the season and into a playoff to be able to compete for a championship. So, Brian, a, a common theme on my show this year has been the load management, which also speaks to the whole player empowerment movement that's been going on in the league the last few years. Uh, the Nets deserve blame, that's for sure. They, they, they played their part, but they, they gave Durant, Irving, everything they wanted from coaches to personnel to all the extracurricular stuff they allowed those guys, specifically Irving, to get away with. I'm so over the player empowerment stuff. If you want to be in control, go buy a team. Go own a team. Go start your own league. Because what winds up happening here, Brian, who are ultimately the ones? Durant's in a great situation now. Kyrie Irving's in a great situation now. You know who's not in a good situation? I know you mentioned a bunch of a bunch of good young players that the Nets have gotten returned. But you know who's left in a shit situation now? The fans. It, it's enough of this player empowerment garbage. I'm so I'm so over it, Brian. Well, it's not going anywhere, Jonathan. So you're going to have to get used to it. It's this is how the this is a lot of how the league runs right now. But I'll also say this: the blame in this situation goes with the Nets ownership group and the Nets front office. Let me explain to you about owning an NBA team. It's it, you have to have some experience, and I'll go back to when Mark Cuban bought the Dallas Mavericks and spent, 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 spent. And realized very quickly, guaranteed him nothing. All nothing but bad contracts. Okay, man, paid Eric Dampier all this money. Like, he just like crazy contracts. Then Mikhail Prokhorov came in and bought the Brooklyn Nets and did the same thing. And I remember Cuban making public comments that he tried to talk to Prokhorov and caution him. It's not the way to go. Joe Sy came in here and bought the team from Prokhorov, was a relatively new owner when he went out and said, hey, we're going to get all these star players. All right. You know, look at what 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 Mark Laurie and A-Rod did with the Minnesota Timberwolves. I mean, one of the worst trades in, in history. Yeah. This this Rudy Gobert. I don't look look at what, what Walker Kessler's doing for Utah. I don't know that you trade Walker Kessler straight up for Rudy Gobert right now. Okay, and they got all these picks. Like so what do we have here in Phoenix? This is a brand new owner that literally just took control of the team last week. Okay, Matt, Matt uh, Ishbia, and he's making this huge splash on his way in to go get Kevin Durant. My point is, is that the smart, the smarter owners are not necessarily buying into player empowerment as much. You know, right there in Miami, is there a ton of player empowerment when it comes to how Mickey Harris is part of the reason Riley why LeBron organization? Left. 
They weren't willing to give yeah. in to LeBron. It's part of the reason. He, now, we, you know, you could debate that whether it was the right move or not. But, yeah, the Heat don't play that game. Yep. I, I will tell you, I had a conversation with a president of basketball operations from a team I won't name who we talked about. had a player empowerment conversation. And the quote that he gave me is, I let my guys know this ain't the transfer portal. NBA doesn't have a transfer portal. So my point is, there. listen, when it comes to load management, it, it, as much as it's easy to blame the teams, uh, and a lot of that's player-driven. Yeah. Players are wanting to sit in certain games that they have yeah. to sit. And teams look at the sports science and kind of can't totally deny it. So they will partner on it to try to, to figuring it's better in the long term. But when it comes to wanting to be dealt and that kind of stuff – Teams, you know, smart teams push back. Smart teams make it work. And I do think with what we saw with Brooklyn here, listen, Brooklyn, Joe Sy learned a whole lot about owning an NBA team from what happened here with Durant, Irving, and then James Harden. And I don't think he'll make the same mistakes again. So my point being is that a lot of the stuff that happens when players are too empowered is owners that haven't owned the teams long enough that are giving players too much power ownership groups that are, are dug in well and in shape and, and, in, and in, you know, in the, with, with the right type of history and have the right people in place aren't necessarily giving into players as much. We don't hear as much about those situations. We hear a lot, lot more about the situations where players are moving all the chess pieces. And listen, the, the guy that's the most guilty of it, and you mentioned his name, is LeBron. LeBron does it everywhere. Part of the reason why the Lakers are the big mess that they are right now is because LeBron couldn't let this management team leave well enough alone with guys like KCP and Kyle Kuzma that were making major contributions and Alex Caruso that were meaningful to the team. You know, so it's when when you start to listen too much to the players about what they do, you you know, there's a reason that players are players and that personnel executives are personnel executives and owners are owners. Everybody's got their role to play. Um, but I think sometimes you get situations where, you know, personnel execs worried about their jobs, owners worried about keeping players happy because they're worried about players are going to leave. You just got to make the next best right decision for your franchise and, 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 and hope the fact that the player you brought in, that your star player trusts you now. We're, uh, we're going through a weird thing down here, Brian. You know, the Heat. Uh, the heater, look, he had a good win last night. Bam out of bio. Seems like he's taken the next step. Uh, he's phenomenal watch every night now. Really great again last night. 36, I think he finished with, uh, 38 actually finished with last night. Uh, but, you know, they're like a number five, number six seed. They're kind of middling right there. And the Heat fans get a little bit tired of seeing the same group. They want a move to be made by the deadline today. If the Heat can't pull off a move, the, the reaction's not going to be pretty down here. But I feel like the Heat fans may be lacking a little bit of perspective here, Brian. Three years, it's it's not exactly a long-suffering franchise. Three years ago, they were in the in the finals. Last year, they were a shot away from the finals. Uh, it's not for a lack of trying if they're attempted to make move. Look, no one wants Kyle Lowry, all right? He can't do anything Correct. about nobody wanting Kyle Lowry. It's not NBA 2K where we turn off the computer assistance and you make whatever trades you want. You can't do that. So is the Heat fan lacking a little bit of perspective if they can't get anything done today? I'm going to defend the Heat fan today, Jonathan, and this okay. is what I'll say. Um, you're on the clock with Jimmy Butler. You know, he's an older player. He's got a lot of tread on those tires. So if you're going to do something, you know, with having Jimmy Butler be your centerpiece, it's in the next year or two. So I do understand the thought. Um, you know, listen, you're right. Uh, they've shopped Kyle Lowry all over the place. No one wants him. No one wants a contract. It's not, you know, and, and the the one spot they weren't willing to do it with was Brooklyn. They wouldn't have taken him anyway. But, you know, they the Kyrie Irving is not a heat DNA type of guy. 
Um, I know that anybody they talk to asks for Tyler Hero, and they're not trading Tyler Hero. So, I mean, Hero and Bam are the core of, of the young core of how they're going to build here in a post-Butler era. The Heat are hamstrung by one terrible contract, and it's Duncan Robinson. It was an awful contract. It was a massive, massive mistake and an overreaction to sign him to that kind of money. Do you think if he so wasn't right hurt now, right now, I mean, he's in a cast, do you think they'd be able to move him today if he wasn't hurt right now? No, no. No, 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 no. He was, listen, he was lightning in a bottle for a period of time. He just isn't, the problem with Duncan Robinson, he's just not good enough defensively. He never really was. And if you're going to commit to Tyler Hero, you're never going to be able to win big-time playoff games with Hero and Robinson on the floor at the same time. They're, you know, Hero's not a good defensive player either, but you can hide one. It's impossible against really good teams to hide two. And so that's the problem with Robinson. No one wants the contract. You know, I know the package that they're offering out to try to bring people in is Robinson, this rookie Jovic, who's highly regarded and a good player, and they're willing to put a first-round pick in there, or depending upon the player, multiple first-round picks. The one guy I keep an eye on is a guy that was in Miami when they went to the finals in 2020, and that's Jake Crowder. Brooklyn's going to move Jay Crowder along here as, and, and turn this Durant deal into a three-way deal so they don't have to aggregate Crowder with another player. I think that Miami and Milwaukee are the two that are banging on the door. I think the one thing that has hurt the Heat this year, and not that he's, uh, he's had such a wonderful year with the Sixers, but the lack of finding a viable replacement for P.J. Tucker. You know, Caleb Martin just functions better as a bench player. And so I think if you were able to bring Crowder in, that is a very viable replacement for PJ Tucker. And I think that would be the type of move that would help the Heat. With all that said, you look at the top three teams in the East, Boston, Milwaukee, Philadelphia, no one wants to play the Heat in a playoff series. The Heat are going to be a brutal be a pain in the ass because of how they're built. Yeah. They are. They are. You know, listen, Bam's having the best year of his career. You mentioned earlier how much you love watching Bam play. Bam's been terrific. Hero's playing great. This is a really, really good group. It's just, listen, got off to a rough start. Haven't totally recovered from that yet. But but I do think that if they can bring in the right piece here, they become a really dangerous team playoff time. Because the other thing is that there's there's the ability now, if they can pass Cleveland, to rise into four. As much as I like what the Nets did, I just think the Nets are going to drop into the playing tournament. I think that's that's a kind of a fait accompli here. And I think there's, a, first of all, a spot for the Knicks to maybe not be in the play-in now. And they could potentially move up with the Hawks falling to 27 and 28 here. And then I think for the Heat, you can potentially, if you get in a little bit of a run, because the Cavs have had their own struggles, especially, you know, they've been best defensive team in the league, but it's still, they're just, they don't bring it night in and night out, and they're just not experienced enough. There's a universe where the Heat and three games back in a loss against the Cavs where they can pass them. And if you can pass them and get to the four seed, you give them a puncher's chance. So I do think Riles going to try very hard to add the right piece today, but not at the expense of anything significant. 2 to 4 p.m. today, Brian Geltseiler, and of course our pal Evan Cohen, Sirius XM, NBA Radio. Are you going to be dealing with some chaos? That deadline's right smack in the middle of your coverage there. Are you going to have some chaos, you think? Uh, there's no doubt we're going to have chaos. And Evan and I, chaos is our middle name together. We love this stuff. You know, the the hard part with Evan and I doing this is we both love fake trades. So now we're going to have to sit there for two hours and put our fake trades aside and deal with the real ones. So that's what we have today. And believe me, I will tell you, it is. I do a lot of radio shows over the course of the year, Jonathan. This is one of my most fun ones of the year to be able to track all this stuff in real time. Yeah, so that's on SiriusXM Channel 86 and, of course, on the SXM app. Great job, Brian. Thanks a lot. Good having you on board. My pleasure, Jonathan. I'll do it for you anytime, buddy. It was my pleasure.
Good stuff there from Brian Geltziler. Again, like I said, 2 to 4 p.m. today, Sirius XM NBA Radio, and he does the show on Sirius XM NBA Radio Channel 86 as well with Sam Mitchell. Uh, again, tonight, you got no heat basketball. You do have the Panthers. Panthers, San Jose Sharks. Panthers coming off a great win a couple nights ago against the Lightning. Obviously, we're dialed into that. Where for the next few hours, we're going to be dialed into NBA trade deadline. All right, a lot happening here. I think we've done a nice job covering the NBA trade deadline, actually, the last few days. Let's get to big deal or not a big deal. Come on now. Big deal or not a big deal. You know how we do it. Every show we wrap up with big deal or not a big deal. But I got to tell you guys first, if you're not feeling well, maybe you're getting a little queasy because the NBA trade deadline, or maybe you're actually getting sick. Well, sick. Well, if you're actually getting sick, I got to tell you, you have to call Doctors on Call 365. Doctors on Call 365, South Florida's urgent care that comes to you. My son had an earache a few nights ago. It was the evening. We're not going to be able to see his regular doctor. I don't want to go to the ER and wait for hours. I call Doctors on Call 365 at 786-577-9302. Dr. Alon was at my house an hour later prescribed some amoxicillin got better right away just an earache it's okay not that big of a deal but the point is he comes to your home your office wherever you are treating children adults elderly if you need a strep test a flu test covid test you need blood drawn you need iv fluids you need a prescription written up doctors on call 365 it's so worth avoiding the crowded emergency rooms now you're gonna pay out of pocket you got Medicare acceptance, private insurance is coming down the line for Doctors on Call 365. But you're going to pay more after waiting for hours in the emergency room. Your copay is going to be more than what you're paying Doctors on Call 365 to come to you, the comfort of your own home. They're serving Broward County, Miami-Dade County, Southern Palm Beach as well. Doctors on Call 365.com, 786-577-9302. Big deal or not a big deal, Kyrie Irving, he's a piece of shit, but Kyrie Irving, he made his debut for the Dallas Mavericks last night, they won, he had 24 points, this is not a big deal, there was no Luka Doncic, that's the, you know, real determining factor, obviously, is how he plays with Luka, but inevitably, it's gonna blow up, I mean, right when he got there. He was already answering questions about deleting his apology to the Jews. He did the whole, ah, I got Jewish people, family, and friends. I can't be anti-Semitic. It's the same thing as saying I got black friends. I can't be racist. This is not a big deal. Kyrie Irving is a big loser. You will not win big with him. Not a big deal. Big deal or not a big deal? Jalen Brown fractured his orbital in last night's Celtic win over the Sixers. He's out at least through the All-Star break. This, this is a big deal. It's going to be one of those situations. He's probably going to wear a mask when he comes back. I guess he won't be out too long, so that's good. But, you know, the, the Celtics trying to hold on to that top spot. This is a big deal, Jalen Brown's injury. Big deal or not a big deal. So there are rumors out there there's going to be a new Toy Story. Toy Story 5. I didn't love 4. 3 is so good. But there's going to be a Toy Story 5, and apparently Buzz Lightyear is going to be voiced by Tim Allen. Remember, when they did the the Buzz Lightyear Lightyear prequel, it was Chris Evans, Captain America. And it was a whole big to-do why Tim Allen wasn't the voice. Well, Tim Allen apparently will be Buzz Lightyear in a potential Toy Story 5. That's a big deal. Big deal or not a big deal? Breaking news here, Zaslo Show 2.0. While the Kevin Durant trade, I don't think it's official just yet, because 
Like you heard there, Brian Geltziler, they may be adding a third team. He felt the Heat could get involved for Jay Crowder. Well, that's not happening. This just broke right now. Jay Crowder has been traded to the Milwaukee Bucks for a bunch of second-round picks. So I guess Milwaukee is jumping into that trade. It's going to be a multi-team deal. I'm not sure. But either way, Jay Crowder is on his way to Milwaukee. I'm going not a big deal. I really think the Heat fans' obsession with bringing back Jay Crowder has been a bit much. So I'm going not a big deal. And finally, big deal or not a big deal. Tonight, we find out who is going to be inducted into the 2023 Football Hall of Fame. Pro Football Hall of Fame. Zach Thomas, once again, is a finalist. This is a big deal. I've been speaking about this for years. If Brian Urlacher gets into the Hall of Fame, first ballot, Zach Thomas is not a Hall of Famer? Get the hell out of here. Go look at their numbers matched up against each other. Urlacher's got the defensive MVP, and that, that's not a small thing. But you look at all the other numbers. Zach Thomas is right there, if not better than Urlacher. You cannot tell me Urlacher is a first ballot Hall of Fame. And Zach Thomas can't just get into the Hall of Fame. He's a Hall of Famer. It should happen tonight. That's a big deal. And that right there is another addition. A big deal or not a big deal. Come on, Riley. Let's get it done. Trade for Curry. we got a few hours left. Come on now. Tomorrow, we're going to do a lot of uh, the gambling, the props, the betting as far as the Super Bowl is concerned. I promise. The NBA's dominated this week. NFL Super Bowl, step aside. This is the NBA's week. Make sure however you listen to the program, you like, you rate, you comment, you do all that good stuff. If you want to get involved in the show, if you got a small business, we are looking for a couple more sponsors. we got some room. We're looking for a couple more sponsors to add to the show. You can see on my Twitter bio, at Zaslow Show. You can see on my Twitter bio, there is an email there for business inquiries if you want to get involved in the show, or jonathansaslow at gmail.com. It's really easy. You can remember it just like that. Make sure you tell your friends, tell your family about the show. We'll talk to you on Zaslow Show 2.0 tomorrow. You know what that means. Ah, the show is over. What better time now than to go out back with a six-pack of Johnny Cuba. That's right. That's what I look forward to after every show. And now my day's work is done. I got a six-pack of Johnny Cuba. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul. I'm going to sit outside by the pool here at the Zaslow Mansion and just enjoy the rest of my day. Having a Johnny Cuba makes me feel like I'm right back in the Caribbean. We're talking a refreshing German lager in a can. You can get it anywhere. Sedanos, Presidente, Winn-Dixie. And right now, you got special holiday prices on six-packs of Johnny Cuba. Make sure you pick up your Johnny Cuba merch as well. We got the hot sauce coming up. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo because more is always brewing. You know, when my wife and I became homeowners, I mean, keeping the Zaslow Mansion safe, that's not an easy task unless you call Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. If you're looking for affordable care that offers the best coverage for your home, your motorcycle, your car, your boat, Brunt Insurance and Financial Services, their team has the expertise and experience to find the right coverage for you, including comprehensive policies 
for both trailers and motorhomes. Let their team help you learn more about your policy options so you can make an informed decision that's not going to keep you up at night. Bruntinsurance.com. When it comes to home, renters, and condo insurance, your options, hey, it, it, it can be dizzying. Don't worry, they specialize in making the confusing crystal clear with their fully licensed team helping you along every step of the way. Bruntinsurance.com, 954-589-2204.